mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bird to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, you're listening to the LM Experience. You're now listening to episode 25. Hi there, Martin. Quarter of a century. Did it you is. get something for that? Is that diamond? That's uh, silver, isn't it? It's silver, is it? We should yeah. give each other a silver... Spoon. ...pen. All right, okay, that'll do. Okay. Uh, how's you? How are you? You well? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. Let's crack on. We've got we've got an industry friend in today. Everyone's favourite. Uh... <laughs> reminds me of the in-betweeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got uh, Mike Lawler from Integrity Wealth. Morning, Hi, Mike. guys. Hi, Morning, guys. Mike. How are you? Yeah, excellent. Thanks. Really good, good. good. Well, thanks really for good. coming in, Mike. We've been uh, we've been friends on Twitter for a couple of years now, and we've met up uh, socially um, a number of times. And um, always enjoyed your company. I thought about time we always like to get a broker on. That's what this podcast. Yep. We had lenders, and we have loads of different people that come in. But ultimately, it's 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 broken. Someone who's actually about. doing the job. Absolutely, or someone at the cold place. Yeah. Let's find out what's going on. So, how did you get into the industry, uh, Mike? What's your career path? Pretty much like most of the people you have on. Chipped um, into I it. Listened, yeah, <laughs> by sheer accident. I did a degree in politics. Was looking for a job. Really didn't know, have a clue about what I was, you know, wanting to do the rest mm. of my life. Um, ended up. Any wiser now? <laughs> no, no, I'm 41 now. Not still, still none the wiser. But ended up working for a, a local bank on 12 grand a year. Um, started working there, and that all went very well. They paid for me to do my CMAP exams back in 2004. Wow. Got into mortgages um, via that route. Um, then got made redundant around 2006. From the bank? Um, yeah, from yeah. the bank. Um, they moved the mortgage side of stuff from Harrow, where I live, um, down to Cornwall, yeah. and ended up going to work for Alexander Hall. Okay. Oh, okay, so you, you got into the broken world um, um, uh, pretty much the same way that that we all did, I think. I think I kind of stumbled into yeah. it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean, I answered it. I answered a job advert, uh, and I started the job. And three months in, I still didn't know what I was doing. You know, it was almost like that back in nineteen ninety one. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors about the industry. It's probably. I mean, that's different now. It's very, very. I transparent, think it's difficult, but... isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I kind of ended up. I was advising in banks, and then I ended up into broker liaison and BDM support and that sort of thing. Mm. And then from there, it was a getting to know the brokers really. To be honest, and you saw. Some of their lifestyles were looking fantastic. So, <laughs> this is quite good. Well, you must have you must have joined Alexander Hall then in 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 the in the glory years, in in the sort of two thousand two two thousand seven sort of credit boom. That that was one of the things that particularly attracted me to them. So um, I went to initially. Um, when I got made redundant in 2006, the whole market was booming, so mm. I got um, several job offers very quickly, had three months garden leave, got myself into fantastic shape and was, was <laughs> all ready to start my career. And uh, The original reason I went to work for them was Foxons were opening an office in Pinner, which is very close to where I live, yeah. so it made a lot of sense. They put me in the Park Lane office while they were sort of getting the Pinner re- op- office opened, and once I was in the Park Lane office, they were never going to get me out. That was your um, term, is it? Yeah, great place to work, great, mm. absolutely loved it. The people there were great. Good culture, good environment. I would imagine that you probably, you, you kind of um, sort of absorb a lot of success that goes on around you at that particular yeah, time. Some and, real and you, high achievers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that drives you presumably forward. I mean, you, were you a success, would you say, looking back at your time there? You do well? Yes, I, I did very well there. They sort of, um, it's a meritocracy, so they have a leaderboard, so I was 
sort of edging up and edging up. I probably made a slight mistake. I left a little bit earlier. I should have stayed there probably another year. Oh, okay. Maybe a little bit longer just to get a little bit more experience. Um, well, what, le- why, did you, why did you leave, mate? What was it, just a better so, offer or just open your own? Yeah, well, so one of my colleagues that was working with me at Alexander Hall, he went to work for Mortgage Advice Bureau, a self-employed basis. That was May 2009. Okay. He really enjoyed it, talked me into it. So I joined Mortgage Advice Bureau in September 2009. Um, they introduced me to a, a state agent called Martin Gerrard, who uh, quite a big firm in North London and I've been working with them now for, you know, coming on for the for the 10th year. Wow. Excellent. Wow. And how are you finding things at the moment? I'm always, always curious to know what brokers are up to. I mean, you, you'll, you know, on social media, you'll you'll see loads of people talking about smashing it and nailing it and that just does my head in. But, um, well, literally. What, <laughs> literally, <laughs> this is my head in. Uh, what, what, what are you finding things at the moment? Because we're, we're London-centric yeah. brokers, um, Mike, me and you, and I, I think we'll, um, I think we've probably got a good steer on what's happening. But I'm curious to know what, what how you're finding things. Uh, so, so very tough. Yeah. Um, again, I've got a team of, there's me and there's another four advisors. Right. I've got a big client bank, been doing it for a long time. So I do a lot of remortgages, but the purchase stuff is particularly, particularly tough. We're finding the, the lead time from when we sign up a client to when it actually goes to completion and we earn some money out of it yeah. is, is taking a lot longer. Mm, right. And we have a very, very low fall through rate. And that's, we've seen that increase markedly where people are just for numerous reasons deciding you know Brexit for one of them uh, is yeah. one of the reasons that they're pulling out the purchases they're mm. saying why buy now when it could be worth 100 grand less in six months time how do you find it with because um, I've certainly seen uh, the latter stages of last year in 2018 a slowdown on normally we tend to turn inquiries to pre- what I call preceding inquiries very very quickly in terms of the, the inquiry comes in we talk about it with the client till the first meeting and we're underway I've noticed that there's now a time distance now it's getting longer and longer for that to get to the next stage absolutely we, the, we've noticed that as well yeah. you know where you get to the point the of commitment. where normally yeah. the commitment stage normally is about maximum a week to a week and a half after you've met the client this now i'm seeing it go into three weeks to four weeks now. yeah yeah, or three to four months. I'm that's that's exactly what we're seeing. I mean, if you look back to sort of 2014, you know, we get one of the areas mm. we cover is Crouch End. They were getting 40, 50 viewings per property. Per property. Um, and, Good grief. Yeah, yeah and I've had one of the clients did a mortgage for, um, they, off, they were buying a two-bed flat. They hadn't seen the second bedroom because the tenant was still in the second bedroom. And they went like 50 grand <laughs> above asking price. Wow. And now... I still see estate agents having open days and they can't get anyone through the door. It's so the, that's, the other way. Is, is your estate moment. agent, are they saying pretty much the same thing? Because estate agents are, again, pretty much at the forefront of all this. Um, and if, if you're not getting the footfall through the door on viewings, whilst we've got client banks that will always look for other kind of finances, yeah. if you're completely reliant on purchases, you know, it must be, it must be tough for estate agents right now. It is. I mean, the estate agent that I work with, um, they've been going for 50 years. So they're extremely well established mm. in the market. They're, you know, they're very, very well known, very well respected. So and They're the go-to brand in the area kind of thing, are they? Very yeah. much so, very much so. You know, they've you know, been around for <laughs> longer than I've been alive. And, yeah. you know, that, that brand sees them through. I, I think for a new entrant into the estate agency market, you'd have to be mad, in my opinion. You know, well, it's, <laughs> it's interesting, mm. isn't it? Because you saw uh, a couple of uh, online uh, estate agencies suffer before Christmas yeah. and that was meant to be the El Dorado that's where everything was going to go away from the traditional high street estate agency it's all going to go online it's all going to be fixed price and suddenly that looks like that model's not necessarily working yeah uh, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll swing back but we've had but that in Orange haven't we with Robo yeah, I think with that as well you've got the same issue there with um, pre, let's say pre-payment estate agency as you have with regards to brokers in our industry that charge you've got that's all driven by consumer sentiment and i think at the moment consumer confidence is so low that's why we're getting these time delays 
Mm. If people felt confident about what was happening next in inverted commas, then I think in that position, that's where kind of people make decisions quicker. I, I think now agree. it's a case of that they are just stretching out the decision process so long. And that's what's causing these issues in, in these t- types of markets. And some people just seem to think that if you just start thinking positively, it will all go <laughs> away. I just I don't feel like it this time around. I think you can hug as many trees as you want, but we are now in a, in a spiral whereby, as you said, the, the commitment from the consumer is not there, the confidence isn't there, and that's how recessions start, because they're not going to affect in the supply yeah. chain. People go, and that, well, I won't buy that new car, and I won't buy that new kitchen, and everyone then begins to retract from making big commitments. Well, I think, I think when it comes back to as well, is it, um, just in, not only in our industry, but wider than that, is that in the last two to three years, the amount of misinformation that's out there really does direct people's behaviours. Mm. And I think that's the concern, is that likewise, you were saying about people, if they tweet and say, oh, really smashed it this week and that sort of thing. If you're sat there as another broker and you're thinking, well, hang on, how's that working for them when generally all I've seen for the last two, <laughs> three months is inactivity? <laughs> nothing but misery. But you think, well... You, really, you can't be that you different, start no. Dousing, no, it can't be that different. No. Because we know geographically across Twitter, the brokers that are active, we're all corners of the country. Mm. Yeah. And pretty much the consensus is normally pretty much the same in terms of how things are going. It's tidal. We're all, we'll all move forward and backward together with yeah. slight nuances in between mm. because of client banks. But generally, we're all going to follow that same that same trend. What are you seeing valuation-wise, um, Mike? Are you doing lots of remortgages? Are you seeing some <laughs> some wake-up calls for the uh, for the owners? Yeah, seeing a wide disparity in really? terms of uh, valuations. For example, um, Muswell Hills are like a real prime sort of area in mm. North London, and uh, one of my clients built two um, houses there. And the house on the left is a bigger house. Um, both houses got down value, by the way, but the one on the left which is a bigger house got downvalued more um, so different values are looking at things different uh, right. differently and the big one we're seeing is on rentals where you've actually yeah. got a client in there paying a specific rental and they're still the value seems to be sort of nicking a 50 quid here or 50 quid there off the we can make a difference can't it yeah you can, can, make, well, a you can make a difference in a deal or, or not yeah. I mean, we, we had that we had a we had a, <coughs> a let to buy scenario for a flat in uh, Pimlico it's 1.2 million pound the valuation mm-hmm. the rental income is assumed to be 1800 pounds a month I mean, mm. that is low in comparison. Just goes to show you how, how much the, the house price has gone up. Probably well, by too my much. My full thoughts when, on this for values is always show me one of those and I'll rent it. You know? I'll, I'll, yeah, <laughs> you, absolutely. Can you find me one of these? You know, then that's, that I can get at that rental. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Because when you look at and a, a good guide as well, is really a case of that if you do get a new inquiry, and I had one last week, and you kind of go on and you can get an idea of the rough sort of postcode area that the clients are looking in, and you go on right move, look at the available rentals that are there. And this particular area of London I was looking at, basically it was one up for rent and that was it. Simply that was it. That was it. There that was, was it. no availability. And you can then see that's where it kind of disappears a little bit, the, the reference of if the market was awash with properties that weren't being let, you can understand where the valuers then were obviously playing safe in that respect if it was kind of saturation points. Yeah. Demand, yeah. And just, just talking about the sort of rental market, obviously, because I know Martin Jerry quite well, they, they really are smashing it on the rentals. Yeah, right. <laughs> they are. Because yeah. I, I see their figures and they, they really are, you know, letting more property and they're getting, mm. you know, some really good rentals on them as well because people, you know, we get we quite, quite a lot of what I would call sort of overseas, you know, on high incomes, mm. you know, mm-hmm. France, Italy, Spain, where they're not buying at the moment, they're saying, right, let's rent for a year. So the, the rentals, yeah, yeah. That they are getting some, some quite good rentals on them. The, the figures that they had last year was phenomenal. Okay. Mike, can we talk a bit about charity work? Because you've been doing some yeah. stuff uh, with our friend Rob Gill. Um, yeah. and you've got I blame involved... him. <laughs> blame, blame Rob. Yeah, I refuse to take his calls anymore. Um, uh, you could be involved in sort of mentoring. Is that is that right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, many years ago, um, I did a bit of mentoring at school. This is going back to 2006, and I used to do 
do a lot more. I've done these charity challenge things, gone over to South Africa, done some quite exciting things. And then children plus starting my own business has come along and I haven't done anything for, for far too long. Been looking for a way of getting back into start, you know, doing something for being able to help. The, the big sort of thing for me is, is education and, and helping people you know, haven't had a, a good start and trying yeah. to help. So yeah. Rob was involved in this Future Frontiers, which is a career coaching for, for children that in year nine. Um, the particular program I did was in Wembley. I'm from Wembley, single parent family. Didn't have okay. a lot of um, guidance in terms of, you know, career, etc. So just trying to get in work with the schools and, you know, trying... So how, how does it work then? What What... What, 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 what's the process? You go into schools and, and you do talks do you, and, and do you mentor one-on-one or, I mean, do you, do you like bring them into your office? I mean, what, what's yeah, so, you, so basically you go into the school, you have um, you have two kids that you sort of do the mentoring program with and you're there um, for about three hours and you do two, two different groups um, and then, you know, the sort of program evolves and you get them to speak, you know, to a professional speaker, you know, sorry, a professional person in their industry to speak to. Mm-hmm. Um and that that was quite fun trying to find differences. You probably saw me tweeting about that, desperately trying to find find somebody. Yeah, yeah Stu was helping me. <laughs> Basically, I was calling in favours left, right, and centre to, yeah. <laughs> to get these uh, professionals. And what's the feedback? What's the feedback been uh, been like from from the pupils? Have you got anybody mortgage brokers to bring into uh, into your own firm? I, I talked them out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all part of the mentoring process. Yeah, but <laughs> no, they, I got them. You know because of the kind of sort of clients that we have and quite sort of high net and you know mm. we were able to get them some brilliant people to speak to that they would never ever you know get like, access to like one of them wanted to speak to an investment banker so I got them to speak to an investment banker who earns a million quid a year wow. you know like kid that child's you know parents work in a factory on sort of very low wages just so. letting them see another side to life yeah. that they wouldn't normally get yeah well yeah and so much for Sparta as well isn't it because yeah. it's uh, I've got a friend of mine who I went to school with and he literally kind of vicar's son he went on and he's now pretty high up in Citibank yeah, and I was talking to him last week. He, before Christmas, he just bought himself a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, Nick. Um, but you know, that that's the way in which kind of kids need to know that these sort of things happen. You know, Absolutely. that kind of people kind of start from. For you example, can start. You can start with nothing. That's that's the ultimate uh, yeah, point yeah, to make. Is definitely. that you don't have to be. You know. Just to gifted go, necessarily. Just to go back start. to my own background. I used to live within walking distance of, like, you know, uh, Wembley Stadium, and right. we're just never ever able to to go there or get a ticket. And as you get old, you get invited. I was there on Sunday in a box. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you're just. It happens with multi-millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's completely, yeah. yeah, completely different. Is this something you're like. going to carry on doing? This mentoring program is, is it? Does it evolve into something else? Or yeah, you just well, stay yeah, I'm doing some just... more of it tomorrow. So, okay. Yeah, so it's it's something I want to keep um, keep getting involved in. Rob's gone on, and he's working with another charity now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's. it's something that I want to keep getting involved in and you know for me it's I'm massive about opportunity just yeah. giving people opportunity and then you have to be able to get off your own backside and be willing to it work starts with that, that doesn't it yeah you so you've you got you've got, to, you've got to want it you've got to, got to have it in yourself mm-hmm. and there's there's loads of opportunities I mean we've really struggled we've always tried to you know get on sort of apprentices and young people and they're just addicted to their phones. It's never. I could talk for another hour on that, so I'm going to it. But that, that's that, that's something completely different. You know, you, you, there's opportunities out there if people are willing to work on it, as long as they mm. know about it. That's, yeah, that's and you've got to look up, yeah, and not down. Yeah, exactly. that's the other thing. Exactly. Uh, if you were going to be a broker today, what, um, what 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 sort of sage advice would you give to someone maybe joining the industry? You know, what if you if, you, if a new broker is going to come and see you today? What one, one, one bit of advice would you give them? Uh, so, like, so funny enough, I've got a new broker that's you know right. recently started working with me about well about six months ago now. Um, my big advice to him is just 
talk to people, go out there and tell people what you do. Go out yeah. and speak to accountants, yeah. mm-hmm. um, estate agents. Yeah. Just, just knock talk on to doors. Me. Yeah, knock on doors. I mean, very interesting. I moved into my house over four and a half years ago and the guy that lives across the road from me, I'd say hello to him all the time. I actually went out had a conversation with him the other day and it turns out he owns an estate agent that's <laughs> local to me. So, you know, yeah. there, there's a massive opportunity for me there to so follow just don't up don't be on. shy, basically. Yeah, exactly. Go out there, and tell people doors. what we do. And, you know, and be proud of it. Yeah. Exactly. Excellent. Well, I think we're at the end of episode, our Silver Jubilee episode. 25. 25. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, thank you for being part of that momentous uh, momentous <laughs> episode there. Mike, we always end up with a, a quick question about football. Who's your team? As if we don't know. As if we don't <laughs> so, know. huge Liverpool fan. <clears throat> Good man. Yeah. We'd like to hear. We're all coming out of the woodwork now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. I'm, spotting a, I'm spotting a theme. <laughs> <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't find them for loving the money this time last year, and now they're all over the place. You confident this year? No, not no. confident at all. We just, um, we've been trained over 30 years yeah. not to be confident. I, I watch a lot of football, so I go and see a lot of other teams, and this Man City team are a bit special. Um, and they've got they've the couple more gears I think haven't yeah. they I'm not too sure we have they've just yeah. got a switch it's, yes. it's just a case of the well one second blip absolutely but then you also that winning mentality that United yeah. had and City have kind of got it now it's just you just keep on you just keep winning yeah you know mm. so it'll be interesting to see but at least, at least we're involved yeah. which is a start 16 games to go um, yeah. I think nine of them at home so we've got a real chance so Could we'll be. see fingers crossed well thanks very much for your time Mike uh, good luck with your, your mentoring good luck with your career for the rest of uh, 2019 I'm sure we'll have you back on again uh, in the future uh, Stu thank you for your time thoroughly enjoyed that one indeed thank you Martin thank you Mike and uh, thanks for listening to episode 25 of the LM Experience you can of course nominate a future guest or you can come on the actual show yourself all you need to do is just contact us through our Twitter feed which is at the LM Experience and we will be back with you again soon brilliant thank you Mike thank, thank you Thanks for listening, and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party, and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it. Mm-hmm.